This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so I'd recommend listening to the previous episodes before starting this one. Chapter 5. The Other Guy. Here are your coffees, dears, a voice said. I looked up to see the woman from before, standing over Tyler and I with two Starbucks cups. Oh, thank you, I said. How much do I owe you? Tyler asked her. I couldn't get the pumpkin spice, she said. So it's just black coffee and it was $2.50. Oh, Tyler's face crumpled as he handed her some change. Thanks. His face contorted as he took a sip of his coffee. Does yours have milk in it? He asked me. I nodded. Mine doesn't want to trade. I ignored him. Had our fight really only happened last night? I couldn't look at him. We're going to open the doors now, the man in the suit called. I don't think I've ever been more grateful to start work in my life. The moment the doors opened, we were inundated with a flood of voters. My favorite was a charming elderly man who waltzed in about 15 minutes after we opened and announced to the room at large that he had decided to come in early and cast his vote before he got too drunk. You're a lucky lad to be working with this lovely lady all day. He winked at Tyler. Uh, I guess, Tyler said rudely. The man gave Tyler a perplexed look and then jokingly, but not jokingly, invited me to come meet him for a beer later in the bar across the street. I told him I'd think about it and he waved merrily as he left, telling me to have the most marvelous life. Tyler didn't seem to find any of this funny. After a few hours, there was a lull in voters, and the room became very quiet. Tyler kept glancing over at me. I stared determinedly at my boots. After several painful minutes, my phone vibrated from inside my pocket. I pulled it out gratefully. It was another text from Apollo. You're working at the election polls today, right? Can I come vote at your station? I smiled. I was pretty sure that Apollo knew he couldn't vote at my station because he didn't live in West Vancouver. You can't vote here, I responded. You live downtown, so you're in a different riding. Oh, fair enough, Apollo responded with a sad face. How's your day going? I felt Tyler's eyes on me and tilted my body so that he couldn't see my phone's screen. I wondered if Tyler had seen Apollo's name light up on my screen and then realized that I didn't care. I scrolled back up through my conversation with Apollo, feeling confused as I always did when it came to him. 
We had met at a huge outdoor barbecue UBC had had in my third year. Our relationship, if you can even call it that, had lasted a few weeks before he had, somewhat mysteriously, asked me if we could talk and the rest had been history. Given that Apollo was a year above me in school and we did not run in the same circle of friends, I never thought I would see or talk to him again after he dumped me? Is it called dumping if you were never officially dating in the first place? Anyway, for some reason, I would bump into Apollo all the time, around campus or out at clubs, after he ended things with me. This was weird because UBC and Vancouver in general are fairly large places and I never even ran into Gemma, Bree, or Lana around town if I hadn't already arranged to meet them. Apollo also had this habit of texting me randomly every couple of months to see how I was doing. I never really understood why he did this, but didn't mind. The spring after Apollo dumped me, the landlord who rented out the apartment that I shared with Bree, Lana, and Gemma had decided to sell, which left us frantically trying to find a new place to live near campus. Because this was Vancouver, anything fancier than a tent in the backyard of someone's Kitsilano home, and yes, this was a real ad on Craigslist, was astronomically expensive. We looked for months, assuring ourselves that something good had to come up soon, but anytime something affordable that we all liked came up, it was snatched before we could go see it. Now that the school year was drawing to a close, we had resigned ourselves to two less than stellar options. The first was $800 a month each in a house that looked like it may have been used as part of the set of Saw. Lana and I were going to have to share a room in that one, but we figured that we could buy those Japanese divider thingies and invest in some earplugs if either of us ever brought a guy home. The second option was $1,200 a month each in an IKEA-style basement suite close to the beach. Obviously, we wanted the IKEA place because next to the other place, it looked like a palace, but $1,200 each was way above any of our price ranges. Not sure which to choose, the four of us had dolefully headed to the library to study for finals and think things over. I don't want to sound spoiled, Lana said, as we stood at the self-serve coffee station in Ike's Cafe. But the mold in that shower in that $800 place looks unhealthy. It's Definitely unhealthy, Gemma agreed, but, you know, we're young. Maybe we can handle it for a while. Handle what? A voice asked, and we looked up to see Apollo grinning at us from the queue. Oh, hey, I said. Gemma, Bree, and Lana smirked. In a flash, they grabbed their coffees and headed back to our study spot on the second floor, leaving me alone with him. Having trouble finding a place to live? He asked. Yeah, it's kind of depressing, I admitted. When do you need a place for? The summer, I said. Our lease is up at the end of April. Do you want my apartment? 
Your place in the village? Um, yes, but don't you live there? Well, I'm graduating this year, he reminded me, and so are my roommates. We've actually been having some issues trying to break our lease early, but our landlord is pretty chill and kind of lazy, so I'm sure he'd just let you guys take it over if you wanted to. How much is it? I asked, dreading the answer. His apartment was on campus, right next to a McDonald's and a bus stop, both of which made it prime real estate for drunk college kids who wanted quick access to downtown and 24-hour access to chicken nuggets when they got home. I knew from the few times I'd been over there that it was a relatively bare-bones half-basement suite, but it had to be expensive due to its location. Five fifty, he said. Like $5,500 a month? No, like $550 a month each, he said. But it only has one bathroom, and we'll take it. Okay, but the shower sometimes is super hot, depending on what's going on in the building. That's fine. What do we need to do to get it? He laughed. I'll call my landlord and ask right now. And that's how I ended up living in my ex-somethings house. And if you think doing so crossed some kind of line, you've obviously never lived in a city with a housing market like Vancouver. We had needed to coordinate a lot with Apollo and his roommates over the next few months as they moved out and we moved in. And as Apollo and I were the only ones who knew each other, communication was left to the two of us. There was a week-long gap between Gemma, Lana, Bree, and I having to move out of our apartment and into Apollo's. Gemma, Lana, and Bree all simply went back to their parents' houses during this time, but as I was working for the summer at a bar on campus, I was crashing on another friend of ours' floor for the week to avoid the commute. Wait, you don't have a place to stay? Apollo asked after we had met up with our landlord to sign the lease takeover. Not technically, but my friend is helping me out, so it's all good, I told him. Why don't you just move into your room in our place early, he asked. Because your roommate probably won't appreciate me stealing his room, I joked. Oh, he's gone already. They've all already left. I'm the only one there this week. You're welcome to just take the room early, I mean, if you're comfortable with that. Oh, yeah, that would be great, actually. I guess I hadn't really thought about the implications of essentially moving in for a week with a guy that I used to date. Or maybe I was just really tired of sleeping on the floor. I can help you drive your stuff over if you like, he offered. Really? That would be great, but aren't you busy? Not really. I'm done exams, and most of my friends have already left, so I'm kind of just chilling. Plus, I have a car, and that way you won't have to pay someone to drive your stuff over for you. So, Apollo and I had packed my things into his car and driven them across campus. My bed was too large for his car, though. We might just have to carry it, he said, as we stood surveying the situation. 
The walk from my old apartment to Apollo's was maybe 15 to 20 minutes, which wasn't that long, but with a queen-sized mattress, it would be a bit of a workout. You don't need to help me with that, I said. Oh, he smiled. You're going to carry a bed across campus by yourself? I could do it, I challenged defiantly, although I was already making a mental list of friends I could call for assistance. Don't get me wrong, he said quickly. You're strong, but if you drop that thing even once, it's going to get destroyed. I can get the girls to help me out, though, I said. You've already spent half your day helping me move, and it's so nice outside. You should go to the beach or something. Walking this bed across campus is technically an outdoor activity, he pointed out. Come on, I really don't mind. And so we had balanced my mattress on our heads and lugged it across campus. This was challenging because Apollo is insanely tall, like 6'5 or something, and I'm only 5'10, but we managed the journey. At one point, I fell into a ditch and was sure that the bed was done for, but Apollo, who was in front of me, didn't even notice that I was no longer helping him carry it, and continued on for several meters, his muscular tan shoulders carrying the bed easily, until he looked behind him to check on how I was doing and had to come back and rescue me. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Dude! Lana had said when I told her, Brie, and Gemma about this later that week, he's so into you. Agreed, Brie said. Guys don't spend an afternoon helping a girl move out of the kindness of their hearts. But he's the one who ended things with me, I said. I think he's just being nice because he's nice. I mean, he is from a small town in northern Alberta. The Alberta thing does account for a lot of his niceness, Gemma conceded, but maybe not carrying your bed across campus for you level of niceness. I protested, but they were all convinced. Because Bree, Lana, and Gemma were all on the North Shore that week, and because I was working nights at a bar and interning days at a publishing company, I ended up spending the little amount of free time I had that week with Apollo. Even though I got home late from the bar, Apollo was always still awake and would come hang out with me when I got ready for bed. He would ask how the publishing internship was going, and I would tell him about how I liked it, 
but I was really only doing it to try and get some inside info for when I tried to get my own writing published. And then he would ask what kind of stuff I wrote about, and I wouldn't tell him because I didn't tell anyone. And he would look at me with this cute little frown, as though he was trying to figure me out. And I would ask him to explain complex engineering things to me, and he would somehow be able to do so in a simple, yet not at all condescending way. And then we would both fall slowly from sitting into lying on my bed, and there would be these long silences that led nowhere. There were so many times that I thought he wanted to kiss me, but he didn't. And as he had been the one to end things with me almost a year before, I wasn't going to be the one to make the move. What if I was reading things wrong and then we had to live together for a week after he yet again rejected me? But he's so into you, Gemma said when she, Bree, Lana, and I met up for dinner that week. I think you're like the one that got away. Well, I'm single, I said skeptically. If he's interested, he could try and make a move. Maybe he doesn't want to because he's leaving, Bree suggested. He might be coming back to do his master's in engineering, though, I told her. He hasn't decided yet. Maybe he doesn't want to make a move unless he's sure he's coming back then, Lana said. Are you interested in him, though? Gemma asked me. I shrugged. I don't know. I mean, Apollo's really hot. Yeah, he looks like Spartacus, Gemma agreed. I laughed but I'm still kind of sad about John. Don't say that name, Gemma hissed. He's a douche, Bree said. Lana nodded. I know, I sighed. John was the guy whose house Gemma, Lana, and Bree had egged because he'd made out with another girl in front of me. I vote Apollo over John, Lana said. I vote anyone over John, Gemma said. But in spite of the fact that Apollo and I spent a lot of time together that week, nothing happened. He went back to Alberta, Lena, Gemma, and Bree moved in with me, and a few weeks later, I met Tyler. Later that summer, the girls and I went to Calgary for the stampede, and as the universe seemed determined to have Apollo constantly be wherever I was, it just so happened that he was also there visiting before he left to go on his post-grad Euro trip. I knew this because he sent me a text asking how I was and telling me that he had decided to come back to UBC the following year to do his master's in engineering. He asked if I wanted to meet up with him at the stampede, but I blew him off because I was already dating Tyler. Apollo didn't know this though, and got in touch with me as soon as he was back in Vancouver after his trip. I continued to blow him off until one night he saw me with Tyler and discovered that I was no longer available. After that, Apollo maintained a respectful distance. He did still check in on me from time to time, but I had pretty much forgotten about him until Gemma and I ran into him at Pemberton Music Festival this past summer, and 
I did something bad. Hello? Can you get off your phone so I can vote, please? A man's voice called. I jumped. A disagreeable-looking guy was waving his hand two inches from my face. Sorry, sir, I said, hastily shoving my phone back into my pocket. Are you registered? I don't know. You tell me that, he said, rudely, handing me his ID. After that, it was consistent pandemonium until the polls closed at 7. Then Tyler and I had to sift through an ungodly amount of paperwork. Finally, at around 8.30, the man in the suit told us that we could start counting votes. Brooklyn, do you think you could tally the votes? Tyler asked. My hand is cramping up. I can't believe we've been working for like 15 hours. I tried to suppress the disgust I was feeling. Yes, it had been a long day, and I was tired too, but Tyler had been ticking names off a list. The way he was massaging his knuckles, you would have thought he'd spent the day as a scribe or something. I can't, Tyler. I have to show everyone the ballots and read out the votes, I told him. Two women and two men, each from a different political party, came over and introduced themselves to us. Then Tyler and I dumped the votes onto our table and began the ceremonial process of reading out votes and tallying them. It took ages, but I didn't mind. The longer we were here with all these people, the longer I could avoid the inevitable conversation I knew Tyler was going to try and have with me the moment we left. Once everyone was satisfied that the votes had been properly counted, we carefully sealed them into a bag and cleaned up our station. The man in the suit came over with a clipboard, checked a few boxes, and then said, Nice work, guys. You're free to go. I checked my phone. It was almost 10 o'clock, which meant I had to hurry if I was going to catch the last bus out to Lions Bay. Where are you going? Tyler asked. I've got to catch the bus to Gemma's. Can we talk? It's the last bus, I said. If I miss it... I'll have to take a cab, and I already took one this morning. I can drive you wherever you need to go after, he said. I sighed. I wasn't ready to have this discussion, but I was too exhausted to think of a good excuse to get out of it. So I said, Okay, let's talk. Thanks for listening to Confessions of a New Grad. If you want to find out what happens next, go ahead and click on the following episode. One through seven are out now. I'm so happy to be able to provide this podcast to you for free during this difficult time. If you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends, give us five stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To everyone who's already done that, Thank you so much. It helps a lot. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. 
Our story editor is Rebecca Montgomery, and she created all of the amazing artwork for the project as well. You can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Special thanks to all the amazing musicians who allowed us to use their songs in this production. You can find the soundtrack in our show notes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.